Trashlings. Welcome back to the Diva Trash Podcast. I'm your host, Carol, a.k.a. Papa Trash. And I'm Avery, a.k.a. Baby Demon. Guys, welcome back to another Diva Trash Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Um, Got a lot to cover today. A lot of business, um, world meetings, world okay. worldly decisions to make. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of really important stuff to talk about. Of course. Yeah, and you know, you might even walk away thinking, hmm, I think I learned something. Really? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. It could be. It's possible. Anything. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so guys, um, hi. Uh, you know, usual stuff. Like, check out everything that we've been doing. Guys, we started watching Rings of Power. Go check it out on YouTube uh please <laughs> please go check it out we want you to like us r- watching that um but we'll watch something else if we have to <laughs> uh all right guys let's just get into it um like we always do ready for yeah. our little jingle mm-hmm. oh i'm just really happy too because we got a new mixer guys it's all possible because you're on patreon i love you thank you um demon trash moments Three, two, one. Demon trash moments. All right, I guess I'll go first. And for the prompt for this, I said, I'm the baby. Mm -hmm. So you know how last episode we talked about, we mentioned that, you know, my boyfriend wanted to create Spawn with me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, not yet. Well, it it was it was even more clear to me and I don't want to go into too much detail because it's gross but it was it became a really apparent to me that I'm I'm seriously not ready because I had a realization that I'm actually still a baby yeah because well I had some tummy troubles mm-hmm. a couple days ago and you know I, I was saying things like Every fart is Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then here's the kicker, though, is that my boyfriend said, he goes, oh, do you like, do you, he goes, I, I'm just asking, you know, you don't, I don't think you need this, but do you want some like Depends or something? Like I could go get you some diapers, <laughs> like adult diapers. <laughs> and and my response was, dude, I'm not even 30 yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to start wearing adult diapies until 30. And that's my limit. That's my limit. But the fact that I and it knocked me out for like half a day. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, you it was definitely we have a feeling it might have been the leftovers that, by the way, she fed me. Well, I didn't know that they were contaminated or poisoned. And you know what? This is why you should listen to your co-star, even though it's ridiculous. My co-star literally said... Did you get say, sick, though? I did not get sick, but my f- stomach was fighting something. Like, I could hear it. Like, there was a war going on in my right. gut. Mm-hmm. But um, I won. <laughs> but I could hear it. Like, it was just, like, so much, like, all my prebiotics and probiotics were fighting this whatever. I you, The leftovers yeah. you fed me, for sure. I yeah so well like most battles in my life I lost so (laughs) like yeah and it just it was really clear to me I was like good god like diapers 
Like, I just was, you know, but I really did have some funny poop jokes. I won't tell them here. This isn't the stage for that. Yeah. But I, do, I, I can if you want. No. All right. I don't okay. All right. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. Okay. Fine. But this is how I knew. I was like, yeah, definitely not ready to push out a little one. <laughs> you know, I am still a, a eating, shitting, sleeping baby. <laughs> Like, that's what I am still. It's funny how you, like, you know, there's, like, a cur- a bell curve, I think, of shitting your pants. Um, and oh, as you we were older, so close, too. You know, the, like, you know, you're, when you're young, yeah, you might shit your pants. But, like, as you, like, then there's, like, a peak of you're not going to shit your pants. But then as yeah. you get older, the in- the likelihood oh, of yeah. shitting your pants increases again. And this is the and fun thing think about. This would be such a battle. This is the fun thing about approaching 30. You know, is that it, it, that's exactly, you discover, oh, shitting my pants is extremely likely. More likely than it was, I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> like, if you're an adult and you haven't, like, had, almost had a close call with shitting your pants, you haven't actually lived. I know that within <laughs> the next 10 years, I will absolutely shit my pants. <laughs> it is, it is written like a fucking omen. It's in the scrolls. Like, for me, I can see it. It's like, I feel like I'm an oracle, like. In fucking 300. I've danced through the smoke. I see it now. I will shit my pants. <laughs> what I don't want to happen is for it to happen in my car. Yeah. Um, that would really suck. Um, but yeah, like, I just know it. I know I'm going to shit my pants at some point in my 30s, maybe multiple times. You know what I mean? And I think that I'm, I'm embracing that. So I think that's growth. I think, you know, that means I'm getting closer to being ready to be a true adult because I'm not... I, I'm tired of fighting the inevitable, <laughs> the inevitable, because I don't know. This tummy of mine used to be stronger. Not anymore. Jesus Christ. You know what the leftovers were, folks? Pasta and chicken. It was definitely the chicken. You think it was the chicken? 100%. Yeah, but the thing is, is the leftovers. I ate the leftovers like two hours before. No, like literally 30 minutes before I got sick. So I don't think it was the leftovers because then yesterday i theoretically should have gotten sick again right i didn't why did you eat more leftovers no dude you're not gonna have the d you're not gonna have the ria 30 minutes after you eat something i don't know i think it depends or it could have been that bonza pasta if you're not prepared to to eat beans like if your gut's not prepared for that, that can I guess give you indigestion as well. Yeah, or I think it could be that I am taking new prebiotics and probiotics. It, that could also be it. See, these are the fun. This is fun. St- good stuff. Gut health. Good stuff. Gut health. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just realized that I'm still an eating, shitting, sleeping baby, and that that is why truly I'm not ready to shit one out. Uh, a, a child that is, but mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it really was an eye-opening experience, though, especially when your when your significant other is uh, you're telling you, asking you if you'd like to get diaped up. <laughs> so that could uh, be a um, <laughs> there's isn't there like a sexual kink with that? Yes, there's, like, there is. The mommies and daddies thing. Yeah, it's like uh, and they like take care of you like your little baby. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, thank you. you. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have read a fan fiction where it had a chapter like that. And I was like, 
I don't know how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get but into it's that. It's not outright disgust, and that's concerning. <laughs> you know, these are facts. And you know what I think it is? Is it's it's potentially because we we both. I think everybody has that yearning to be just absolutely cared for. Yeah. And that is what I think that feeds into. Yeah. So, but I don't want to go there right now. I'd like think... to. I'd like to move on to your demon trash <laughs> moment. Um, if, if, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Uh, my demon trash moment is, um, I had a little sad day and like after, um, she's a Pisces, uh, after the dram dram, uh, was over, I was feeling a little blue. So I'm sorry. The dram dram, the drama. Oh, 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 oh. Um, this is some melodrama. This is some personal stuff. Um, so one day after having kind of like a hard day, I was like, I'm fucking starving and that never helps any kind of emotions. So I went to Panda Express, which I think actually the first time in my adult life. For real? Yeah. I've never really eaten Panda Express because like I kind of turned my nose up at it. So I'm like, that's trash. I don't know. But I had it and I was like, this is fucking fire. Like, I was like, this is so good. Like, I was like, this is amazing. It, yeah. like, hit all the dopamine and serotonin that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Maybe life isn't so bad. How was the come down, though? Any tummy issues? Mm-mm. Wow, amazing. And then I had it. What did you get? Tell me your order. <laughs> so I just got the, um, uh, I got, like, the first time I got it was just the fried rice and then the orange chicken and then I got beef and broccoli and that was just that was pretty mid but the orange chicken was so fucking fire I was yeah. like this is firing off all my taste buds I want to live again everything's gonna be okay yeah. like everything's gonna be just fine Panda Express sponsor us <laughs> you know that's that's what was going on in my head and then I had it again and I would say it was like this I was at the same place no, it was at a different Panda Express. But, like, I got the same thing. Actually, this time I tried the chow mein. I did half and half. And I was like, this is good, but it wasn't as good as the first time I had it, even though I would even say it was fresher and, like, better mm-hmm. in general. And I was like, I think I was just really fucking sad. And that, like, Panda Express, like, food just, I realized this week that food tastes better when you're sad. Good food. Not all the time, not all the time, but I will say that if you're really going through something and you haven't eaten and it's a combination of sad and, and hangry mm-hmm. and that first bite of food, I mean, how many times have we experienced this of like, oh, wow, this really solved a lot of problems <laughs> for me. It's over. It's overwhelming how quickly just get yourself something to eat. Mm-hmm. Something yummy. Yeah, I, from now on, like, I don't go into any confrontation, like, on an empty stomach. It's, because it's you just. You shouldn't. Because I I have to have that gut check, you know? <laughs> like, like for real. Bro. I have to have the gut check of, am I just hangry, you know? I gotta, for me, it's a gut check, It's an and it's a caffeinated check, <laughs> you know? Because, you know, like most millennials, you won't like me if I haven't had my coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't talk me till I have my coffee. <laughs> Don't uh, you love being cliches? Ah, uh, dude. I mean, it's just when you realize that you're you're literally not a special snowflake in a lot of 
aspects of your life it's really freeing <laughs> because then you just just then you're just truly like i'll just be myself <laughs> you know what i mean and being yourself does mean like you're like everybody else <laughs> just trying to figure it out yeah but yeah so panda express tasted better when i was sad and that was my demon trash moment yeah, so well, now i'm like do i just like should I only eat demon? Uh, not demon. Uh, should I only should eat, eat demons? demons? Uh, my, well, you should I eat you're my eating demons? your demons. I should think I only in that eat moment? panda when I'm sad. You yeah. know. But I did get the other day. I, All right, are you on a panda spiral? Because that is a problem. I I, I realize I have to reel like reel it in. But you know how it is when you like find something that you like. No, and no, you're I like, know. oh, this is just what I want to eat. This is the only thing I'm craving. Yeah, well, it's, I only got it because it was it's fast and I needed to like start working. Yeah, so I was like, I'll just eat this, and it's cheap. Fresh panda is the way to go. I had it like a couple months ago. I don't know, and I went later and it was it was getting closer to closing time and so but they had like a shit ton of people in there it's actually Mm -hmm. right before like a winter storm was coming through here so months ago and i was like okay i'm gonna grab some food quickly before this winter storm hits for me and and the bf Mm -hmm. and um they had to quickly make everything because they were out of everything because it was towards the end of the day but they had like a whole storefront full of people so they had i got everything freshly from the walk dude (laughs) and when i tell you me and my boyfriend were just like absolutely blown away (laughs) by the culinary skill of this franchise like panda express like it like it is what it's fast chinese food Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna be honest it's like better than some of the just like the actual Chinese places that I've had. You know, it's like that. And like, you know, that girl on TikTok, that Christian girl, she's like, only Jesus can satisfy. Mm-hmm. It's like, try Panda Express when they freshly make it. It's so good. You might change your mind, sweets. It, it's actually, I was, I was, I was generally surprised by how like, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty decent. Now, should you eat it all the food. time? No, 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 absolutely, no, no. Not. absolutely not. It's fried die chicken. Very quickly. It's fried chicken. Yeah. And uh, full of salt. And sugar and just everything and deliciousness <laughs> yeah just but all so the good bad. things all the good things that are you know and you cool. always tell yourself oh i'm just gonna get the veggie like i'm not gonna do the fried rice or the... you do always you never get the fucking veggie don't lie to yourself yeah, just don't i do wish panda take notes i would really like it if they just had some steamed broccoli on the side though well they just have some... steamed veggies yes but it's they're not great i i would just usually when it comes to like you know the american chinese food i'd rather just give me some steamed or like broccoli on the side Mm. no just just give me that so i can feel a little healthier just a little just a sense add some green to my plate please i don't need your oily kale like i don't need that you know (laughs) what i mean anyway enough about panda express let's go move on to the rest of the show shall we (laughs) Those are the demon trash moments. You guys, do you yeah. have any demon trash moments? Send it to us. Yeah, let so us we know. We don't have to feel so bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> but not alone. Not I bad. would feel bad if I did shit my pants. <laughs> hey, Trashlings. We just wanted to remind you to follow us on all of our social medias. We don't want you, our little Trashlings, to miss out on any of our content. Sweet little babies. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Demon Trash Cast, TikTok at Demon Trash Cast, and 
make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. We have two YouTube channels. The one you're on right now is the Demon Trash Podcast. All your listeners, check in if you want to watch us visually. Yes, if you want to watch us on YouTube. And then we also have our movie and TV react channel, Demon Mm -hmm. Trash. And you can find everything at demontrash.com. It's all there, baby. And don't forget to rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you use. It really helps shows like ours out. Um, So, yeah, rate it five stars, babe. Don't wait. Do it. Got Demon Trash friends? Tell them about us. Um, So, yeah. And if you like what we do here and you want to give us your pennies, help us keep the lights on, you can support us over uh, at anchor.fm slash demon trash for as little as 99 cents a month. We see some of you guys on there. Thank you so much. It's so helpful. So, yeah, you can subscribe there if you want to support the podcast. But we also have now a Patreon because of our YouTube channel, Demon Trash, where we react to TV shows and movies. So if you like that, you want to keep watching with us, you can do so over at Patreon at patreon.com slash demon trash cast. Also, if you have any demon trash moments, topic ideas, or weird, funny videos slash TikToks you like us to react to, send them over to our email at demon trash podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. We love it. Talk to us. Talk we to love us. you. <laughs> Maybe you'll be on our next show. Maybe your stuff will make it on the show. <laughs> You're like a cute little trashling. All right. That's it. That's all we have to say. Thank you guys for all the support. Back to the show. So I'm a millennial that just learned something new. Mm-hmm. And you know what this is. We I think we watched the video together. Um, but I just recently learned about uh, chron- like chronically online people. Yes. And about this term, I watched, I think we both watched Curtis Connor on YouTube. He did a video recently um, about chronically online people. And then I watched another video by this creator named uh, Shan Spear. I'll link their videos and hers was a very like in-depth she had resources it was giving thorough mm-hmm. you know a video essay about she called it extremely online yeah. but I've mostly seen people refer to it as chronically online yeah but then <laughs> you see here's a like people call it chronically online but then it's like that's kind of offensive because when you talk about chronic illness oh and that's like i feel like that's another chronically online take, take because is it's they're like, saying it's ableist so <laughs> all right i'll say extremely online yeah, extremely uh, online whatever Please, i've come seen, correct carol i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just saying i'm a millennial who learns things from the internet okay but uh this term uh, I'll define it for you. I think I pulled this from CNET. <laughs> uh, extremely online describes those who spend so much time online, it skews their sense of reality and hinders their ability to effectively communicate about topics like politics or social justice because they lack real world experience. I wouldn't say just that kind of stuff. I would say it could be, people could be extremely online about anything, mm-hmm. but I was fascinated to learn about this because I feel like it really, you know, I think it really sort of put a label on what is sort of happening, I think, with like the youth, especially with like TikTok, especially in the last like two years. But I would say that this has been around since like social media started. Yeah. Like MySpace. 
But I saw recently Timothy Chalamet, um, you know, was doing press at the Venice Film Festival for his new movie. And he said this. Young now to be young whenever. I can, I can only speak for my generation, but it is to be intensely judged. I can't imagine what it is to grow up with the onslaught of social media. And it was a relief to play characters that are wrestling with an internal dilemma, absent the ability to go on Reddit or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok and figure out where they fit in, which is without casting judgment on that, because if you can find your your tribe there, then all the power. But uh, I think it's tough to be alive now. I think societal collapse is in the air. It smells like it. And uh, without being pretentious, that's why hopefully these movies matter because that's the role of the artist, or so I'm told, is to, uh, you know, shine a light on what's going on. Yeah, so I saw someone say that that was the a really good example of, like, a recent example of what it means to grow up extremely online as a teenager now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't really want to go into sort of, like, the sociological, philosophical, and why this why this topic deserves to, to be talked about more, especially when it comes to, like, mental health for teens growing up. Because I saw this other TikTok of this girl. She was like, think about the extremely online people right now. They're usually young teens. They've been on the internet alone, on their phones, looking at screens, in quarantine, in their bedrooms, alone for the last two, three years. Like, so, you know, I think what's happening is you're not supposed to grow up that way. You're not supposed to go through that. So I think that's what's sort of creating these issues. And, you know, so I think, you know, that's, that's what's super interesting to me, but on the demon trash side of things, I realize that I'm like, I think I'm extremely online. I can't, I think anybody can get to that point. Yeah. And I feel like I've definitely gotten to like some extremely online phases when you just, especially when you get in the, the doom scrolling on TikTok and, and you get super invested and in maybe into some specific thing, or if there's something going on in the world, you can get really sucked into the, the zeitgeist that is the internet and the, all the many voices on there. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think definitely growing up with, if you don't have people who manage your internet access and like, especially when you're young, that you can get fully swallowed into the internet because it's so addicting. They design it to be addicting. And you, like, as a young person or, like, just anyone, if you don't have, like, a strong sense of self, you can get lost in, like, anything anyone has to say. You hear, like, on the internet, there's so many opinions. There's so many different like interests, everything available all the time, you know? So it's like, for sure, like, I think young people are probably definitely susceptible to it, but I think anyone can be. (laughs) Um, Sucked into it for sure. uh, But yeah, I think there are times that I have been chronically online, but I feel like TikTok and Twitter are probably I feel like those are like the main places for for like because it's I'll argue that where do you think a lot I I think that if you were 
on Tumblr during uh, between 2012 and t- oh, yeah. 2014, a lot of the uh, extremely online discourse that you see now on Twitter and TikTok was happening on Tumblr back then. Yeah. And but then again, Tumblr was sort of like the the first doom scroll, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Pinterest, maybe, but uh, Tumblr for sure was like the most popular doom scroll thing where you just were seeing so much shit all the time. Yeah. And I think um it's just I think it's just exacerbated today and like you know, also this whole like thing, no one can be right or no one can be like, no one can be right. You know, all there's so many opinions. Like, are there so many opinions? And, you know, you have to be right. You can't be wrong. Maybe that's a, you can't be wrong about anything. So you have to be super educated or if about you disagree statement. with me or don't know about what I'm talking about. You're a fucking ist. Yeah, you're <laughs> you know? some sort of ist or you're participating in some sort of ism, you know, yeah. so it's just like it's hard to be online. And I can definitely feel like it definitely be hard to be online as like younger or like for like anyone who wants to have an audience too, like any kind of like following. It's just like you can't ever make any mistakes. So that's like a very like stressful environment to be in. Yeah. So I think it deserves it deserves attention. And I hope that more people start talking about it, especially professionals. Yeah. Um, because I definitely think it is it's something that's happening for sure. And well, I also think too, like you have to think about like this like constant negative news cycle. I feel like people who are chronically online are super tuned into that. Is it like the nonstop negative news? So I feel like those people, like people who are chronically online, they probably have a lot of like depression and like mental health issues just because it's just like nonstop information and it's just like just put the phone down yeah i mean i definitely i definitely feel like i went through something like that for sure um last year for sure but uh but in terms of the sort of you know the internet is is filled with just wild wacky things and Mm -hmm. uh so I saw on Twitter um, this user at KX Stars. They made this uh, this graph mm-hmm. uh, for like chronically online, and I was lo and behold shocked to find this is like a most recent. Like if you're on the internet right now, if you're extremely online, chronically online, you you most likely know exactly what all of this stuff is, which it probably is gauging where you're at here. And I was alarmed, but also not surprised. My job is I'm making my job social media, so I'm on it quite a bit. Um, And I am extremely online. Mm -hmm. Um, Where would you say you're at? I don't know, because this is kind of like a weird... um gauge like i know like it's corn i like you do know you knew about i know spitgate miss flow obviously miss miss flow like i don't fully understand what seabat is i know what that is and i'm gonna tell the story and like like princess diana like what about her do you know what i mean like what about (laughs) the the princess diana jungkook i don't know what that is 
But I think that's because I'm not, I don't really get on Twitter because Twitter is such a negative place. I'm mostly on TikTok. Yeah, like same so, thing with like Black Irish Twitter. Like I don't know anything about that. Because like, you're not on Twitter. So it's just like, is the Princess Diana is like, is that referring to like the memes of like Princess Diana like at Heaven's Gates yeah, and like Queen Elizabeth trying to get in? I don't know. I don't like, do you know what I mean? I don't know like fully what like all these things mean. But Kim K interview mag, is that when she's like, you better, is that something different? It could be like, I know about the Kanye via Adidas, um, Serena's final game. Yeah. The Queen Elizabeth, Trisha Paytas thing. I just learned about that yesterday. People were saying like a rumor went out that Trisha Paytas was in labor, which she's not yet. Oh, are people saying that? And people were trying to say that Queen Elizabeth was being reincarnated as Trisha Paytas' (laughs) baby. And she hated it. She hated that, though, because she thought it was extremely disrespectful. And also, you know, the Internet believing that her baby was coming when it wasn't Mm. was like also it it impacted her personal life. I saw her make a TikTok about it. But but I, I also thought that was funny because this is, you know, we talk about how damaging it can be. But then this is this is what we mean by damaging in terms of like funny. And and like the thing is, is like it's it's funny because I feel like a lot of times in my personal life, I'll go hang out with people and you realize, oh, shit, I haven't touched grass in like a second because <laughs> I'm talking and about things and referring to things and using Internet jargon that maybe other people have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's just very clear to me. I was like, oh, I haven't been social in a while, like actually social, not online. Yeah, no, I find that, like, TikTok especially, like, with the trending sounds and the trending things, like, if you're not on TikTok, you can kind of, like, develop that language. Like, if, you, if you're if you on TikTok, you develop, like, the TikTok language. Mm-hmm. You know the sounds, you know the music, you know the funny memes, and, like, if you're not on TikTok, you don't know any of those. If you're not on the internet, you don't know any of it at all. And then, like, you start talking like an alien, yeah. To like some people yeah, where listen, it like I'm makes no sense. It, but it's part of my job. I have to be on- online. I have to know what's up. You know what I mean? I'm constantly looking yeah, I at mean, stuff. I don't feel like it's anything like to feel like bad or ashamed about. But it's just like funny like how you can be so like. You can get sucked into it pretty quickly. <laughs> so like yeah. So like you can like develop a, essentially a different language that like people will, would not understand. And it's funny to me how, like, these things can go viral and, like, an entire population on the planet can know immediately what you're talking about if they're tuned into it just enough. Mm -hmm. And that specific story I want to bring to your attention is the Seabat Hudson Mohawk song story, which I carefully curated. And... There was a squeakle to it, and I haven't seen the squeakle, so we'll watch that together. Okay. So this is a story that blew up on Reddit, and which then created this hilarious Today I messed up. My girlfriend story. of two years told me the music that I play while making love is weird and a major turn off. A little backstory. When I first started making love I researched into ways to be better as I was a little stiff and pretty much had no idea what I was doing. I read online that you can play music and match the rhythm in order to put on a better performance. I searched love making songs and started slowly creating a playlist in which I was comfortable matching the rhythm. There are a few songs to my playlist, but it's one song in particular. 
which actually happens to be my favorite, that my girlfriend hates and say turns her off in a major way. I don't understand why it has taken her two years to tell me she hates that song. It's a good love-making song with good rhythm. I feel the way I messed up as I could have possibly asked her previously if she likes the playlist or any songs she'd like to add or change. But to leave it for two years thinking our love-making life is great but in her eyes has her been ruined by my music life. has left the whole situation feeling awkward and I'm a bit annoyed. I pretty much played this tune every single time so the amount of time she must have not been enjoying it. When I thought the complete opposite is annoying but also embarrassing in ways, not to mention my previous partners, however they never complained about the song so maybe it's just her. It's messed up the relationship to be honest because making love feels awkward now. The other day we were making love with no music but I was still thrusting to the tune playing in my head. Oh, she recognized no. this and asked me to stop. Oh, I thought no. this song was perfect and I always thrust along with the tune and feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed too. I usually bust to this song and find it devastating she hates the song. Here is that song. Oh no. All right, I, I, I don't know if I could play that for copyright, but. <laughs> Dude, imagine having sex and the that song comes on. And I'm sorry, like he's matching the rhythm. This story had me fucking. I, I was rolling, dude. I was I was like, I can't believe for. The amount of times this dude had sex to that song for two like, years, for, but but the partners before, and I'm just like, that is the least sexy sound I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. So then, uh, so then everybody on TikTok was using the sound, you know, pretending to do the movements to <laughs> the beat. But apparently there was a sequel. There was some follow-up. So Does he have a second song? Like, I want to know what other songs are on this playlist. <laughs> I don't I, know why now. I don't know. I Well, I think what happened, this is sort of like the response because he made that Reddit post on like the same day it blew up. So I think like this is him responding the next day. Can you imagine day. putting that on the internet and now the whole world knows about it? That's so funny. Today I fucked up by posting on Reddit about our lovemaking yeah. life with Subad. <laughs> and now our you relationship up. has yeah. ended. Yeah. Okay, this exploded more than I expected and has been a bit overwhelming with the messages but thought I'd give an update. The attention hasn't been exactly positive and this hasn't been the best thing to happen for my relationship and it's now sadly ended. Oh. I didn't expect it to blow up so much. I should have used an anonymous name instead of my real name and our real ages. There aren't many 25-year-old Tyler Lifes who are in a relationship with their significant other for two years who is 20. Unfortunately, her younger sister recognized this and showed her parents who weren't oh happy at all. Oh my God, everyone in awkward. his life knew that What he... made it more awkward? and cemented the fact that it was me, is that they recognized the song. <laughs> Once at a family dinner we were discussing music tastes and my ex-girlfriend stated that I have an odd taste in music. He Everyone laughed and pressed me to play something from my phone of what I like as music, their daughter. to which I then blessed their goes, ears with Here's... Her father laughed and said it was terrible. I guess we all have different tastes. Although I nodded in agreement at the time, I was thinking in my head that this is a great fucking song. We are over now and I am moving on. I already revealed my face on TikTok. But with the amount of hate I originally got, I decided to say I didn't have it and backtracked. I don't think the song is that bad and I had no idea she didn't like it until recently and as soon as I did, I stopped. I didn't force her to see that. Not all can handle see that. I know it's different. Not all I know can a lot have asked for face reveal and playlist. My playlist I actually burned onto a CD and have been using my CD player. But I'll go on YouTube and this try to link all the songs CD in player. one playlist and share. And I'll also 20. leave my TikTok and playlist in my bio now. Most of you probably saw me before I backtracked. He's got a playlist, hate. dude. <laughs> dude, what a story. 
what a tale the internet unfolded for us. And I got to say, you know, it's funny. I saw the needle talk. He posted his old uh, review he did for the Hudson Mohawk album for Seabat because that is an old fucking song. Um, I remember it was like an intro to a workaholics episode. Um, This was like a big, I think like back in like 2013, 2012, like that around that time is when that, that song came out. But I just thought Seabat was just such a glorious thing that like, as soon as you heard that song, pretty much it was going to be known that anyone who's been on the internet is truly on the internet will know what that sound means. (laughs) It's amazing. I thought that that was amazing. But the fact that it it ruined this guy's life, but he was still like, but I'll link my playlist in my bio. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do it for the clout, man. Also, please never play your sex music for your girlfriend's parents and be like, check this out. (laughs) Like, just don't. Everyone has. I don't know. You know, see, I think he, like, knows if he communicated earlier, he probably could have saved his relationship. Or, like, if she could have said something earlier. She could have just been like, hey, that song is, you know, it's just, you know, WAP, it's the opposite of that. Every single time I hear, dude, like, absolutely not. (laughs) Now, if you play Changes by Deftones. So I thought we should talk about, you know, this potentially, I think we could start a couple wars with this one, but I'm going to say, hey, we're going to say, I think that there are things that were born from being extremely online. Yeah, I agree. And it's no hate to those things, right? But I do think that there's a lot of things that have come from the internet exclusively and but to a level at which you are extremely online and that first thing we'll start we'll ease in i think k-pop stands Mm -hmm. are extremely online i think so as well because what did you say yesterday you said it takes a lot of commitment yeah it takes so much commitment to be a k-pop girly I mean, learning the the choreography. They're not even, it's not even in English, you know? Like, that's my thing. It's just like, you're going to learn all these songs. You probably know all the meanings, like the translations. The level at which, but like, these girls are out here learning Korean. Yeah, no, and I feel like the thing, like, I would say K pop girly is like, like, I'm talking about really hardcore K pop stands, and I would say this is for like any stand in general. Oh, yeah. I think people who are like, they're like I'm a stan like they're like a, are any in any kind of fandom like they can be like chronically online like where they're super dedicated to they know everything about someone and like you know we can all get that obsession but I feel like k-pop stands like they, like there's a reason why they call them armies you Dude, know and well, it's just like they're intense they k-pop stands I mean they have the power twitter is in the power of their hands. Mm-hmm. The don't if you call upon the K-pop stands, it's like it's like calling upon the army. It's like calling upon the Coast Army in Return of the King. They come in and wipe everything out. It's yes. like it's just one. They're dedicated. They're dedicated, and you can end a war with them. They're like they're the atom bomb. Um, powerful. 
extremely powerful, but it's because they don't ever leave Twitter. <laughs> you know, the other one is, and I know, furries. I'm sorry. This is, I truly feel that furries, now I could be wrong. And I say this with lots of love because I'm furry adjacent, meaning I have people I dearly love in my life who are, who would say they're furries. Uh, And they know how I feel. But I personally think that furries come from an extremely online society, like way of living. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if furries were like, they weren't, the furries that I imagine are, you know, in the suits and shit. They were not around. You can't sit there and argue with me and tell me they had furries in ancient times. <laughs> I won't buy it. If you're going to say, like, warriors dressed as wolves to intimidate their foe, they're not furries, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about... You know what I'm talking about, okay? So... Talking $10,000 fursuits. I'm talking about $10,000 sweaty fursuits, okay? So, um... And here's the thing, and here's why I think these kinds of communities really flourish is because maybe these people really struggle in real life, you know, relating to people in real life, but they find that they can relate to people online and then these online communities are born and then, yeah, it eventually, re- you know, you, you they have furry con or whatever. Mm. Um, so... I think that that is also an extremely online group of people. Another one is, and this one, I really, I stand by this. I think scene kids, because I, I speak as an ex scene kid. Um, scene, scene culture was born from MySpace, which was like the first social media. Mm-hmm. I think scene kids was an extremely online thing because you were being a scene kid was entirely wrapping your entire like becoming an entire identity that was curated by I don't know who but like by people on MySpace and this Mm -hmm. like whole culture on MySpace Mm -hmm. do you think that do you think I'm on to something yeah I mean it was definitely like well I don't know because I feel like you know there there was goth back in the day and i feel like scene but is scene like was like a different thing though like scene, scene was, was more online it was an online thing i mean the the point of I, I like i remember hanging out with scene kid friends and like everything we did was in the hopes that we would get the perfect profile picture <laughs> like or like be so seen like it, it was it was ridiculous so seen yeah but then there's also the you know there's also the other parts of like you know and I think a lot of us fall victim to this because you know everybody wants to give voice to like issues that they think is important but like the classic like political extremely online people mm-hmm. sort of you know who usually get um labeled social justice warriors or whatever i think there i mean i think there's two sides to every coin like if you have like the social justice warrior there's just as easily like the incel you know there's that's a chronically online person the the QAnon, the QAnon incel type that like think people are lizards like there's like (laughs) you know like globalists you know there's there's two types of like chronic there's like 
for every like for every SJW w, is an Alex Jones. There, there is like a you know an incel, you know, yeah. flourishing on wherever they hang out, QAnon. Yeah, and like that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, I just think it's funny like the language that's developed from like being chronically online and how it like comes into like your everyday life. Like I feel like. It's like even now it's like if you like say something and it's just like incorrect people will be like you're gaslighting me oh yeah like a gaslight gatekeep girl boss like i love that was i hated all of that (laughs) but like uh there's this other creator i saw um i I think i i'll link her but i think it's like steffi something but she like started her video talking about chronically online takes and she's just like listing off all these labels that she's putting on herself like neurodiverse autistic yeah like social justice warrior gemini like she was just, <laughs> uh straight passing sis like she was listing off all of these labels to explain herself which is you know i'm not shitting on but she's just bringing shedding light on a lot of you know what is considered to be chronically online people you know have 30 fucking labels for themselves Mm -hmm. and whatever more power to you but it's just like get off the phone (laughs) you don't need 13 pronouns you just don't you just don't you know um yeah i don't think see part of me was like oh i don't think i'm chronically online because like that's like the extreme spectrum yeah i know but it's like it's very like online now like in your username to put like your pronoun like uh, your like identifier and like for me it's like that's not something that i do Mm -hmm. but like i know in some communities it's important yeah a lot of people do it now and you know that's fine um but i feel like that's not something like if you were to like go out into the real world or like at your real job it's the culture is changing now where that is kind of i feel like a thing now but like where people sign like they them or like she her like in their email things but like that wasn't a thing like two years ago no it was not (laughs) you know you know and i like i said i have no problem with it i don't think it adds any sort of stress to anybody's life like she her or whatever yeah it's fine but it's just like yeah that's a i feel like that is like chronically online like going out further into the like culture because i feel like a few years ago you wouldn't see most people doing that but i see like that's more common than yeah now uh, but here's another example of like, you know, you see a lot of people now saying like self-diagnosing. Yeah. That's a example of being extremely online. And uh, for example, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, like I, I mentioned it before where uh, there's a lot of kids right now, uh, ticking who are saying that they have Tourette's or have ticks mm-hmm. that they, but they don't, but they like have developed some sort of like level of mental state where they are ticking yeah um or they're forcing themselves to tick or they're just doing it on social media and that's the thing that is that i would say that's extremely online shifting <laughs> now depending on the i shifting don't know and how people talk about shifting i'm sorry if online. you're telling me you went to hogwarts for seven months i think you're full of shit and that's my opinion i'll stand by it you know until <laughs> it's proven otherwise but um 
But yeah, like so just stuff like that. Like I, I think it's interesting. I more than anything, I, I'm saying that it definitely affects the youth. And it's something that that's why I think it's like really important that we talk about it and not have, you know, because I also think uh, talking about being extremely online is an, also an extremely online take. Yeah. But I do think that it is valid. I think it's valid and I think it's really something important. And but I want to also say that it can affect adults. I have definitely gone through phases where I looking back recognize I was heading into the extremely online territory and so yeah I just think it's important to talk about I thought it was interesting I think it's funny but it also has very real very serious consequences and yeah I just think it's an interesting topic um but it kind of and I think it's it's also just really like this umbrella term for a lot of problems which is why I want to take a second to then bring it over to where we can really see uh, a lot of extreme online takes and bring it into what I really want to talk about today, which is the rings, which is rings of power. Okay. <laughs> it genuinely is shocking to me. The amount of people who are genuinely upset that there are people of color in rings of power. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely wild. Um, like the fact that you can sit there and, and say with your chest that elves can't be black it's it's funny like it's awful but it's funny like that that's the hill you're dying on yeah see my problem with the rings of power thing is that it people are critiquing it really hard with lord with um like the lord of the rings fandom and it's just like i really would just would like for people to check themselves if if their critiques are relevant to like the story of the show how the show looks, how it's written, or is it just based in, like, racism and our misogyny? And, like, that's my big problem. Like, I have no problem with people not liking a show, but I do have, like, but if you have, like, their reasons Mm. are incorrect. Like, if if you're upset that there are people of color in the show, it's just, like, grow up, Mm -hmm. like you know yes tolkien might have written it one way when in 1945 but society has changed our culture has changed and people of color are going to be on screen correct you know and if that's why you're upset then you need to go get educated and go like figure it out go outside and stop and like let go of some hatred um you know like for me like we we just watched the first two episodes and we i i really enjoyed it and but we know like i know that a lot of people like online like including like elon musk are like tolkien would be rolling in his grave right now and it's just like for why yeah and 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 you know the other part of that is you know i know a lot of people are talking you know a lot of the headlines are pointing towards like the um you know, the cast, the getting a lot of racist hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of problem even back in, uh, was it in Star Wars and the Obi-Wan thing? Oh, my God. I mean, the main actress was problem. getting a lot of hate. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy. Um, 
Now, if you have criticisms on a person's character, fine. But or if their you're, if actual you're, acting performance, sure. Fine. But if you're critical because they're black, like they're a person of color, like yeah. that's fucking crazy. Um, you're just a racist person. I think what bothers me about all of this, and I want to get back into like the the rings of power, like stuff, just to get more specific with it but I think what bothers me about all this stuff is because like you know I'm a I'm a nerdy girl and I have been for a long time I feel like the fantasy genre was really like stale you know we we, there really wasn't like a whole lot going on there I think you know that's why people loved Game of Thrones you know like a, a lot of good fantasy stuff it's it's hard to come by yeah there was a long time there where a lot of fantasy stuff sucked and so when stuff like this comes out, I'm genuinely very excited, um, especially if it's like so far pretty good. It looks great, yada, yada. But what really sucks is that what when this stuff comes out, what overshadows, you know, the amazing fact that we are expanding the fantasy genre and we have more fantasy on screen is that it's like nerd culture overshadows it with just hate. Mm hmm. And it's just like it it becomes extremely clear to me when I see a lot of these takes that it's just like a lot of these people and I get it like nerds have a generalization of people who don't have great social skills. And I think what comes from that is, you know, or they're bullied a lot or whatever. But I think what comes from that is a lot of uh, these people who are deeply wounded, who then project racism and they're essentially these incels because aside from the 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 criticism of you know their criticism of people of color being on screen there's also a lot of blatant sexism um people being very upset with you know the main character being galadriel a a female and you know i i just i hate it like i i can't fucking stand it and it's just like uh but you know so i've seen a lot of people like talking about you know like oh galadriel sucks like she's this i mean we got a comment did you want to read that and you know what to anybody on our youtube if you're gonna leave comments it's free real estate i don't think we won't say who it is but you know if you want to see it it's there um so we got a comment on our youtube like we recently we reacted to rings of power and we got a comment on the video. We won't say this person's name, but it'll be there. They put it on the internet. So they said, if you are Lord of the Rings enjoyers, then how can you want to watch more of this trash? Okay, okay. You say you are not really into the lore. Let's talk about something I know you know if you have ever watched Lord of the Rings. Do you remember Gl- who Galadriel is, right? Do you remember that she literally tells Frodo that she would replace Sauron if she took the ring? Also, just as a side note, she might even become more powerful than Sauron ever was. You do realize that they turned her into an angry, angsty, confrontational Karen shield maiden who is quick to anger and literally demands to speak to the manager. This is such garbage and literally shits on Lord of the Rings and the rest of the universe. Galadriel used to be one of my favorite characters. If this crap is adopted as canon, then she ain't no more that's for damn sure the whole aggressive nose twitch and bearing of her teeth whenever someone doesn't agree with her jesus fucking christ seriously you cannot 
think she belongs with the Galadriel you know from Lord of the Rings, can you? This is only one of literal hundreds of examples I can give you um, of how crap this show should be, of how this crap should be boycotted by anyone who cares just the tiniest bit about the source material. If you don't, then fine, but this is not the same world as Lord of the Rings was in. It's a pale imitation. So I think... I think first before we respond to that is, and you know, that's a pretty tame comment. That's what I'll say. I'll t- it could have been a lot worse, but that's the thing about rings of power is like for Lord of the Rings fans, um, guys, they didn't, Amazon didn't have the rights to everything. Yeah. So here's the thing about, uh, the rings of power. The rings of power is based in the second age. Um, we're getting real nerdy here. So the second age of Lord of the Rings, it, is not in any of the things that they have rights to. They only have they have rights to the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, the Return of the King, the Appendices, and the Hobbit. So they do not have the rights to the Similarian, the Unfinished Tales, or the History of Middle Earth, or any of those books. So what the what the writers of this show did is they took all the like little tiny bits of lore that were in these previous books and they tied it together into a narrative story so they don't have any of like any detailed facts of like what's that they don't have any like rights to like what the histories so this is not exactly like a ad- this is not a book to screen adaptation of lord of the rings it's an interpretation Correct. it's an inter- interpretation of the history of lord of the rings and i feel like people need to understand that because before they critique it in such a way uh because i think people need to adjust their expectations about what it is uh, about what like lord uh, what rings of power is and i think if they like readjust their expectations they'll probably just like be like for me it's like I didn't try to have like a ton of expectations going to this show because I knew this was going to be Amazon's new hot, fresh take on Lord of the Rings. You know, if I want to see Lord of the Rings again made by um, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, I have to go watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'm not going to get that in the Amazon show. He didn't make this. Amazon did. And yeah. they're writing this like they obviously it's like they have their base like they have those things to base stuff on but these are like it's not even like a like if like if you talk about movie terms there's like adaptations based on like they're just taking like some original material and making their whole entire like story off of it so like it's sort of like you have to realize the expectations going in that this is not like a hundred percent accurate there is some like similarities and there is like some things are like you know the names of places or like who's the king and the names are correct but the actual stories no like if you like if you're talking about galadriel by the first age she was married so she wouldn't be like you know probably doing all this right so That is, I think, an important distinction. But I think what I'm trying to... My point with all of that being said is, is that, okay, let's say you already have those facts, all right? Now what you're saying is, is that essentially, if your criticism, from what I've seen, maybe the criticism here is that, you know, the guy who left the comment, I'm talking to you, maybe 
It's a female cat character that is acting in a way that you don't like. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I hate to take it there over something, but I think it's just really important because I'm tired of seeing this narrative of calling, uh, you know, uh, you know, these days, if you're in the industry, you know, if you're in movie TV industry, you know, I, I have a lot of people in my personal life who are, I used to work in it right now, female led character, female character driven stories are the tits. Okay. If you want to sell a fucking screenplay or make a movie, make sure your uh, character is a female lead. That is be a female lead. That's that's just what's hot right now. That's what studios want to make. That's what the industry like wants. It's like look at Game uh, of Thrones right now and a diverse cast. That is what is being made right now. That is what is getting funded. This is not a secret. Okay, so uh, so you know you have Rings of Power. The main character is Gladriel, a female character, and I'm tired of seeing this every single female character being called a Mary Sue or whatever. Listen, there are absolutely some stories out here that sucked ass. I will will say Wonder Woman 1984. I was like, Mary Sue. I mean, I hated it. You know, there's a lot of stories out here that are female character driven stories that are bad. It's just bad writing. It's not because, but I personally think a lot of these attacks happen because the character is female. Yeah, so, like, here's my thing. It's, like, either a, car- a a woman is a Mary Sue or now Galadriel has falls. Faults. she's a fucking she's Karen. She's stubborn. She's anno- now she's a Karen. So it's, like, how can you win in that situation? And it's just, like, you can't because at the end of the day, it's probably you just don't like women. Yeah, so, you have a problem with know, women. And if that's the problem, you need to go... Touch grass. Touch grass and <laughs> talk to a woman, maybe. Yeah. Because, like, if you expect Galadriel to only have been, like, this perfect angelic p- figure that makes no mistakes, that's not realistic and that's not going to be entertaining television also, to begin with. Because every character, she's the main character. She's on her hero's journey right now. Yeah, that's she's, this is literally her hero's journey. She has faults. Yes, the Galadriel in Lord of the Rings is going to be completely different from the Galadriel that we see in Rings of Power because that's the third age. And she's 8,000 years old. She's been currently thousands like of years. It's been yeah. thousands of years. Of she, course, she's going to have some cha- like change. Look at your own life. You're not the same as yeah. you were 10 years ago. Yeah. So how can you expect her to be the same as she was 5,000 years from now? You know, like she, this is her hero's journey. She's going to have lessons to learn. And if she didn't, it would be boring. Yeah. And she's not a Mary Sue because she is angry. She's pissed off. She's probably she's been through a lot. She's, you know, if you look at realistically in the show, she is on a wild witch hunt. Like she, no one, you know, but actually it turns out she wasn't. People know that guy still exists. Yeah. And, you know, she was the only one who still wants to go after it because it's been thousands of years and people are tired of war. You know, we get it. But she has a vendetta. She wants to get revenge and she's not over her trauma. You know, exactly. And, you know, um, and also, you know, calling uh, her a Karen, I thought was fucking hilarious because if she was a Karen, she would be Banshee screaming in the halls 
of the elven halls because they allowed Aaron Deer, uh, a person of color elf, into the regiment. Okay? So, but she's not. You know, she's not a Karen. Yeah, or like she would have been yelling at the king. She took the knee. She took the crown. She knew her place. She almost went to Valinor, but she answered the call. You know, and if she's too powerful for you, just realize Tolkien wrote her that way in which she is one of the most powerful people it like beings in lord of the rings the show is literally called rings of power there were three elvish rings and she gets one of them she gets one of them eventually so i hate to make this a a, this sexism talk about um in but i just think you know so you nerds can fucking get it and stop beating off to Fortnite porn and really just get outside and get some vitamin d dude because i am tired of seeing it and i will not stand it will not stand. You know, maybe try and find a girl that might let you kiss her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, consensually, please. Consensually. For God's sake. But it's just like, if you, like, I have no problem with people critiquing Power of the Ring, but make sure Absolutely. it's for the right things, not because of there being people of color or because of main main characters being women. And it's just like, people are like, all, like, all the men are like complete trash. It's just like, well maybe my experience is that a lot of men are trash. So, <laughs> well, and also these are just our opinions. And also if your opinion on something isn't based in complete fact, maybe get your facts straight. We know that rings. Everybody knows everybody knew from the beginning before the show came out that it's not going to be based off the source material. If that's what you were looking for, you were going to be disappointed anyway. Go so Lord of the rings again. Yeah. Just and like, fucking. you know, like here's my thing. It's like, and then, Watch Lord of the Rings and watch all of those male characters. No one questions about Legolas doing flips on horses and like running up elephants. But the moment, but the moment, he surfs on an elephant trunk. But the moment Galadriel does a flip and kills a fucking frost troll, Mary everybody, Sue. Mary Sue. <laughs> you yeah, know, well, Legolas was the first Mary Sue. And, and I also had a thought in the shower. You know, if you don't know, we're big Lord of the Rings fans. I had a thought in the shower. Uh, I was like, you know what? If you really think about it, the Hobbits, the way that they were portrayed in the the Peter Jackson trilogy, in a lot of ways, they broke the stereotypic gender roles. Like, I never once thought of the Hobbits as men. You know, they're really like, in a lot of ways, it's like I kind of thought, I was like, oh, they're kind of like, in a way, they sort of challenge gender roles. You know, I know a lot of people hate this, but, you know, Frodo and Samwise are big sort of like kind of queer icons for some. But like, but I think the reason why that is, is because they don't play into gender roles and, and those kinds of things. And well, that's the hobbits are like, Tolkien, though, is that he didn't play into that shit. They represent like sweet innocence, the goodness of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, and then like, even if you look at like Aragorn, he was running from like being king and he had to grow into that role like it's like you guys like characters are going to grow and change you know and like they're going to be flawed and you know in a realistic show yeah you know because Galadriel in Lord of the Rings she's a wise sage character she's been 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 on her journey already you know she's there to give guidance and help she's not going to do the ring you know to get rid of the ring yeah and you know uh, that guy he brought up I was just like he goes uh, oh you're going to tell me he's like you know, Galadriel was, showed Frodo what she said that she could. She was basically proving to Frodo the temptation that if she did have the ring of power, this is what would happen. But she resisted it. And that's why she's powerful. 
that's why she's powerful is because she's resisting this this temptation and she was showing frodo that yeah and, and like that is the point of her character is to shed that wisdom onto frodo the ring bearer so enough of that i think overall at the end of the day is is like somebody who i'm a girl who loves fantasy stuff and has has a, a lot of interest in nerd culture and it kills me to see this stuff get completely overshadowed by dudes in who love the same stuff that I do and their hate. And I I'm tired of it because I root for fantasy genre. I have been wanting more fantasy stuff. I grew up watching a lot of old fantasy movies with my mom, like Willow, you know, uh, the princess bride, all the, you know, dark crystal, all those kinds of things. And for a long, long time in my life, you know, the Lord of the Rings and like Harry Potter and all that stuff was like all we had. And now recently reading Game of Thrones, House of Dragon and uh, Rings of Power with female character leads, which I didn't get to see growing up. And it's really important to me when, you know, it maybe sometimes it's not all good, but it is important. And Um, And if your criticism is that it's a female character lead or that there's people of color in it, then, you know, you're going to basically ruin the ability for anybody to want to make these kinds of shows and to continue uh, the the advancement and growth of the fantasy genre on screen. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Let's go into a little like life purpose, self-help for a sec because i um was listening to this podcast and i i you know i think this might be actually helpful and i had a lot of time i I really enjoyed doing this so i've seen this term before like whenever we go to kino kunuya Mm -hmm. i probably butchered that but the japanese bookstore they have a couple locations throughout the the states but um i've seen this book like called ikigai Mm -hmm. and i've discovered that ikigai is this japanese concept that means your reason for living okay so there is this i was listening to this podcast and there's like these worksheets it's like i i heard that it's not actually ikigai like if you do this worksheet but whatever i don't fucking know i didn't spend time looking into doing exactly ikigai but i did this um exercise thinking i might discover you know if if i'm on the right path mm-hmm. like actually i'm supposed to be a carpenter right now and i'm quitting the podcast but no that's not what ended up happening because sure enough i'm on my life's path but what i thought was fun here let me grab it Wow. I, I I actually did this. So basically it's these like four concentric circles. I have it up on the screen, but it's you fill out what I love, what the world needs, what I can be paid for and what I'm good at. And then there's these other like little circles where they connect. It says passion, mission, profession and vocation. And basically when you fill all these things out mm-hmm. and then you find the similarities in each thing, that's when you find your reason for living. Okay. What is your reason? Well, uh, I see one thing that you wrote on there is what I love is sushi. Yeah, I love sushi. (laughs) You you write down all the things you love. I said. So you could have been a a sushi chef. Like that could have. That could have been something. Yeah. If I. Because I did put what I'm good at cooking in Baker. But 
though I didn't say the world needs anything to do with cooking or baking. So they need the perfect sushi. They need me. I can deliver. Yeah, I can deliver. I can save the world. Um, and I, I don't know if I could be paid for it because I don't think I don't know if I could be really be a good sushi chef. I mean, there's plenty of people who study years. They dedicate their life yeah. to sushi making um, anyway. But yeah, I just I filled it out. But what I did discover was um, and maybe this sounds super pretentious because I have a brand and a podcast and, you know, I do all this stuff under the brand Demon Trash. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I found my guy was uh, producing art that is funny. Mm-hmm. but creative and inclusive of all people who can relate so they feel less alone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice. And then, but what I discovered that was really fun about it was that I was like, when I really zeroed in, I was like, oh, first off, it feels nice to reassure myself that I feel like I'm on the right path, right? Mm-hmm. But also I was like, oh, this, you know, because you've always told me to do this. It was like sharing my interests to make people smile and just spread good art. That's another thing that I'm very passionate about, which, you know, and you can do through a lot of ways. So I was like, oh, you know, these are this is another way that I can fulfill myself. And you've always said you should make TikToks like sharing music or whatever. Mm hmm. You know, I think you should do that. Everybody should try this because either you're going to figure out what your purpose is, you're going to kind of get a narrower view on like what you want to focus on, or you might also discover other ways to fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like like that, like I discovered, I was like, oh, I could do this to make myself feel good, you know, fulfill myself and have fun and spread art and whatever. And um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. You should do it. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like, so I was kind of actually watching, um, I was listening to a book about, um, it's a book about actually about confidence. Um, but, uh, you know, like he was talking about like, um, methodologies that were used in the East. We don't, we like just recently kind of started using them in the West and like talk about like um negative like thoughts and like ha- like that prevent you from having confidence and in the in in the east they never talked about eliminating negative thoughts it's about changing how y- your perspective on them but the way that you kind of yeah reframing them and then like the way you kind of like stick to like like your to find confidence is to like make your like kind of like your 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 code like your moral code mm. um and then like you know and then your your purpose of like how to achieve that it's like yeah. do i want like i want to be confident and like and do all these things and you know i feel like the ikigai guy kind of relates to that well that's a, it's funny because when i when i did this i was like i feel more confident because i think i struggle maybe it's because like in a millennial way like yes i'm very online and like i do this but there's a lot of aspects of my personal self that i do keep very close instead of like sharing my music taste online which i absolutely could but and I want to, but I keep myself because I always, you know, think, does anyone care? It probably sucks. You know, all of those things. But when I did that, I was mm-hmm. like, no, because it actually reaffirmed me. It's like it wouldn't that wouldn't matter because it's it would feel good. It would fulfill me in that way. Mm-hmm. 
I, it's about the fulfillment and, and being aligned with purpose. And that is the most important part. And I was like, that's really cool. And when I was listening to this podcast talking about Ikigai, they were like, yeah, you know, you should do this. You should check in on it. You should do it every like you should do the exercise every like six months just to Mm -hmm. check in with yourself. Make sure you're aligned because also, you know, you can use it in the grander sense of like you can use it in smaller senses like, you know, okay, you can find your life purpose or let's say you're already living your purpose. I feel like I'm living my purpose. I'm doing what I feel like is aligned with my true self but then you can also narrow it down like I was like yeah no I really do want to do more art stuff Mm -hmm. right um like drawing and things like that which I've started we started incorporate with demon trash but it's like getting in there and, and you can really kind of find other ways to incorporate what you love into your passion or your job or your workplace or whatever the whatever the case may be so I thought it was a really helpful tool And, you know, I think it's really important to kind of learn these little things because being in alignment with your purpose is how you grow and achieve great things. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, my purpose is demon trash and being Papa trash. (laughs) Uh, That's good to hear. Is it? Is it? I'm the Goblin Queen. It turns out. Turns out I was born to be that. Well, you have to remember, like, even though our fucking name is Demon Trash. I'm still a person. Yeah, but, like, the the purpose of Demon Trash is not just to be Demon Trash. It's to grow. To grow. And accept yourself. And about self-acceptance. Yes. Um, yeah, mostly. But, yeah. So I thought that was a little, little fun stop to just make on the, on, on a little exit towards self-help. Mm-hmm. Now let's get back on the highway what's what's our next exit the world is on fire just kidding um the world world is on fire fire. um so you guys i don't know if you've been feeling this but i have been feeling it and i feel like also like i've seen a lot of content about people feeling kind of this way is that everyone kind of feels kind of like down or like the feeling of like i think general staleness like everything feels kind of stale like, it's not very exciting, not very inspired. Or a lot of drama, like a lot of, like, conflict with people in your life. Yeah, or there's a lot of conflict. And so, and the reason why, perhaps, if you believe in this, um, is because there's about, like, six planets in retrograde right now. That is insane. And I know a lot of people, like, think astrology is bullshit. We've talked a lot about astrology over here. But... The fact that six planets are in fucking retrograde is like actually so insane. It's me. If you if you are an astrology person. Yeah. So right now Ju- if you're not goodbye. And I hope you had a good time on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um no, it's just interesting because even though so you might not like think like astrology is affecting you, but it is. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of thing. You don't have to necessarily believe in it, but you know, maybe if you're, um, you know, something bad happens, perhaps it might be because Mercury's in retrograde right now. Things aren't going as planned. Maybe because Mercury's in retrograde. You don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But so right now, Jupiter, Neptune, Uranus, Saturn, and Pluto, and Mercury are in retrograde. Mercury just joined it. So, um, you know, do, do you want me to go into like what these planets mean? 
or do we would just want to like talk about like the general like I can like kind of do it kind of quick if we want to for people who just yeah. like don't know anything about it because for me it's like what does Neptune and retrograde even mean for me I didn't know before I looked this up okay so like so if we talk about these planets Jupiter is the planet of luck and event abundance so when it's in retrograde that means it's time for introspection and spiritual um um philosophical growth because if you think about if the planet of i'm not that much of an astrology girly so if i get this wrong please don't come for me so if you think of the planet of luck and abundance is not you know moving forward like i feel like kind of our like our channel like i'm like i'm not blaming it not growing because of i maybe i am i'm like it might just be just jupiter's in retrograde right now you know, yeah, like our numbers sort of like flatline for a second and like not flatline. It's just like they stopped going up as much. And it was just like, you know, that happens on social media, whatever, like mm-hmm. when you're trying to grow something. But like, it's kind of funny that it's happening right now when before yeah. it was just like a tidal wave of numbers. And then yeah. we're just like plateauing for a second. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is that happening? Because it's um maybe because it's jupiter retrograde or we just have to have better content (laughs) you know that 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 could also be part of it um and so wait why is that venus neptune's kind of like a confusing planet for me Mm -hmm. um did i do the wrong research i thought so uranus is linked to surprises innovation uh, revolution liber- liberation so in retrograde it is about like internal changes in attitude versus like external so like so like if i'm like i don't feel motivated to have better habits like that can it's like that yeah so that means it's time to look internally mm. and like figure out what's going on internally versus your external gotcha situation uh saturn uh rules time karma responsibility and wisdom so that also means like progress might be stalled and slowed down developments you have been making on projects um you know and if you're talking about rules and time like this astrologer said like look at where you can take more responsible responsibility for yourself um and it's time to take this time to get your shit together and then pluto's in retrograde which is the planet of transformation destruction um under Pluto's influence, we are called to examine themes like our psyche, our subconscious selves, and shadow work and transformation. And then now retro- Mercury is in retrograde, and, you know, that's one of the most common retrogrades. Yeah, Mercury um, in Gatorade. In Gatorade. Um, but typically when Mercury is in retrograde, things don't go as planned. Yeah, like, a lot of, like, technology, communication. communication so, like, breakdown of communication, mi- like, miscommunication, mm-hmm. like, our fridge stop like was like almost broke yesterday yeah relationship strains yeah so we have all these planets in retrograde right now Mm um i'm sorry i just really want to make sure the thing about um neptune neptune so neptune has to do with like the spiritual and a lot of time when you refer to venus and um neptune it's kind of like these rose colored you get kind of like this rose colored foggy glasses on when it's when it's not in retrograde so when it is in retrograde those kind of glasses are like peeled back your rose color glasses are peeled like 
are, are taken back and you're actually able to see things more clear. So if someone's been deceiving you, if someone's not been telling the truth, that shit's coming to light. So it causes tumultuous, you know, times between like, you know, like anyone. Um, if someone's been shady, yeah, you definitely been shady, know now. You're, you're finding that out. So with all these planets in retrograde, it's like we don't have energy moving forward. It's just all just chaotic. Everyone's stale. It's like we're all locked in a room. Yeah, and, and it's everyone's in their feelings about everything because it's like off. everyone's hangry. Everyone's hangry. You like you know we've all might have made these plans and then like they're not going how we expected. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like say for example, like for us, we were like, Oh, rings of power. We should watch that. We love rings of power, but a lot of people didn't watch it and you know, it's fine. But like, you know, that means like right now is a time. It's not for a time to expect like fast moving, like things to happen Mm -hmm. right now is a a time to, introspect and and make internal changes like all those planets said um and then go back out into the world because everyone's in their feelings so don't come for anybody don't you know yeah i saw recently you know i one of my best friends she was if you're listening love you um you know who you are um she she's going through a lot and a lot of dramas and things like that and you know part of the reason is one of the reasons is is that she stuck her nose in something she she thought she was doing the right thing but she shouldn't have inserted herself into the situation Mm -hmm. and therefore there has been drama but like I feel like even in just my personal life and some things that I've witnessed lately, like that's been a lot of the things. And the reason is, is, you know, like everybody's, you know, nobody's minding their own fucking business. You got to mind your fucking business right now. And, I, you know, we follow um, I, there's this astrologer and she basically she was just like, everybody take cover. Go be in your lane. Stay moisturized. You know, do your thing over here for a bit and don't. Everybody just fucking be be your own person. Don't mind your business of anybody else. Just mind your own fucking business for now. Because if you get in somebody else's business, it's going to really fuck shit up. Yeah, because it's like everyone's going through their own personal thing right now. And it's this is a time to grow and evolve. Um, Like, and this is why you don't want to be coming after anyone right now. And actually for the next few months, um my dog is fighting someone right now in his dreams yeah kylo kylo all right is because mars is also in gemini right right now you guys so any little thing it might get blown up out of proportion yeah too is because mars is in gemini and that just they want to fight and you know and that energy will fuel fights and you're just going to have confrontations with people. It's like you might have just said some little thing or it was a joke, but someone takes it the wrong way. Don't make the joke. Just stay in your lane. And like, and, and let people figure out stuff on their own. Um, this is like, um, we'll link the video, but uh, this astrologer that we watch on YouTube called Amber Khan, she like... Quietest Revolution. Quietest yeah. Revolution. She like really puts... I mean, like, her readings for me this month were, like, so fucking accurate. It was oh, scary. my God. But it was just, like, stay in your lane. And if you're feeling like everything is kind of, like, tumultuous, right now is, like, you, it, 
the things aren't going to happen. So right now, just plan, just plan and manifest. This is the, this is how you get through this where like everyone's just being annoying, you know, or just like every everyone's too tense. Distract yourself with the bullshit. Yeah. Don't try and solve other people's problems. Now's the time to 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 solve your own problems and start manifesting, because this is what she said um, in her Pisces reading is that. If you don't change and you have you have all this power to manifest like all these planets and all these things, you have all this power to manifest this thing, but like manifest things, but you aren't changing. Why should you have that power to manifest this stuff? (laughs) Because you can just stay the same and get exactly what you've been getting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you if if you don't change and evolve, you're not going to be able to manifest that thing that you never had before. Well, you know, that's funny that you say that then because I've I have been feeling personally to get all woo woo wee wah. Um I've been personally feeling very called to manifest and to refocus. That's why I wanted to try when I heard that podcast, I was like that eeky guy thing. I was like, okay, it's it's good to discover am I living in alignment with my purpose? Mm -hmm. And now is the time to do it. So if you really, you know, if you believe in astrology, if you really want to like kind of zero in on this stuff, do Ikigai, find, get in alignment with what's going on right now. And, you know, eventually the planets will, I mean, I believe it's the 18th is when after the 18th, we're in the clear, things are going to start clearing out. And, you know, I think it was, uh, uh, Saturn comes back around um, yeah. to help make these things happen. But like through the 15th through the 18th, the Mars and Venus, just stay away from everyone is what she said. And then your like, family's coming in town and I'm like, I'm not going to fight with your family. <laughs> I'm just going to stay away from them. Um, but, uh, you know, right now is the time to focus on you and figure out what vision you want for the future. Because like, when all these planets go out out of retrograde, that's when those these things can happen. And also, like a big thing she said right now is right now is it's time to grow up. So your ba- demon trash moment earlier, where your baby, it's time to grow up, Carol. Yeah, yeah. And like she said this. Oh, in- I knew it. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's like um, she said this way. It's like you have to realize, like you have to change your attitude towards your responsibilities and Mm. I feel like that like really hit me like with demon trash because Mm. I think a lot of the times demon trash really struggle with adulting Mm. and responsibilities because when we look at them we just think work you know we just think meh not fun you know yeah um so right now is the time to change your outlook on them you need to be excited about taking the reins in your life you have to be amicable amicable is what she said and like excited and i mean i even listened to this other astrologer and he said it's like you have to love the work now because if you don't love the work you're never gonna love the work right like even when you have the things that you want like you have to love the work now Mm. because if you even when you have all the things that you want if you don't love it now you're not gonna love it then either yeah so like that's the thing you guys just you know, if you're feeling stressed or you're having like a lot of relationship issues with whoever, just, you know, let it chill, like let it rest, let it lie, figure out you, figure out what you want to like manifest, what you want to happen, like what your goals are. And then, you know, then figure it out. 
you know because everyone's trying to figure it out right now i think and no one wants to hear anyone's opinion about it true and the i think a really important thing is when you growing up is when is a lesson that you know i learned over the last year or two years is that you really got to just like focus on your life and you can't focus on what other people around you are doing with their life. Even if you, even if you hate what they're doing and you're like, you know, I don't want them to be like that. Or, you know, you, you in a lot of ways sacrifice yourself to help other people. Mm -hmm. And which, you know, I get it. It's, it's, it's an, it's a noble thing or whatever, but What's really important is you can't achieve growth like that when you put yourself second and and you're constantly worried about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about what you're doing, because if you're worried about what you're doing, it may sound very selfish to some ears because we're kind of programmed that way. But if you worry about what you're doing and worry about bettering yourself, then that kind of, you know, it trickles out that positivity that you bring to yourself and to your life, hopefully the people around you, you know, vibe with that energy and see, you know what, they did that, so I'll do that. I'll focus on myself, and hopefully it radiates and it, it creates a domino effect of positivity and love and light. Um, but, you know, I think I just realized that this whole episode, you know, from talking about being, you know, extremely online people and, all of these things, all these opinions, all of the noise is like we are completely subjected now to the noise of everybody else. We're subjected to the noise of the entire fucking planet from the moment we open our eyes and open our screens. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a really great time to sort of really examine that and make sure that you're limiting the noise mm-hmm. and really tuning into exactly what you want to do, you know, what what you allow into your life is completely in your power. So I think that's a nice little wrap up cuz that's how I think I feel I was like, yeah, I feel like that's like everything we just talked about. It's just like everybody's fucking talking and just pissed off and just like just turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. I'm go t- touch grass. Go touch grass. Get, a, get in alignment with your values and your purpose and mind stay in your, your business, lane. dude. Touch grass and mind your business. That's the best thing you can do. And I think it's just the best thing you can do in general. Mm-hmm. You know, just go outside, touch grass, get some vitamin D and mind your fucking business. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I just think it's so funny that like w- whenever you go to like go to a therapist, like the first thing they tell you is start going on walks. <laughs> going fresh air is so necessary and like, it's just like all right i guess the, the, that's the fix i hope it's just i think i mean it definitely helps it 100 percent helps because you just you 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 don't you don't know you might see maybe that's just a simple truth though you know what i mean sometimes you know this um the truths in life seem dumb because they they're so simple exactly they're so insignificant (laughs) and that's i think what's so frustrating Mm -hmm. is that everything is so simple sometimes and and i think and and that's why i think like uh you know i i realized that when i started going to therapy it was just like it it pissed me off (laughs) it pissed me off because i was just like how the fuck it you're telling me it's but the thing is is i get it not uh, sometimes even though it is so simple 
it's not always the easiest thing. Yeah. Um, it's also right? not the only fix. It's not the only fix for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I just think, uh, yeah, so tune out, guys, and um, touch grass and mind your fucking business. That's the episode. <laughs> All right, guys, let us know. Um, send us your Demon Trash moments, ask questions, send topics for next time, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.